The Cumbria Innovations Platform, or CUSP, is an ERDF-funded project at Lancaster University and the University of Cumbria, aiming to help Cumbrian SMEs innovate with our skills and expertise. Welcome to the CUSP podcast. You are listening to the third episode of the CUSP podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Walsh. Today's episode is all about engineering, science and business. We'll be discussing how the latest science can help businesses at the present time. I'm joined by Chris Lambert, Programme Manager in the Engagement Team at Lancaster University's Department of Engineering. He is head of our Physical Sciences Programme on the CUSP project. Welcome, Chris. Please tell us a little about your work and research interests at the university. Of course, yeah. So, as you say, I kind of head up the Engineering and Physical Sciences team for the CUSP2 project. Um, this involves scientists and engineers from the departments of chemistry, engineering and physics. And within that within that team, we aim to support SMEs to accelerate their new products by helping them to design, build and test new innovations in their company. So this can take a whole different way of manifestations, but we typically engage with our experts and the facilities that we have at the university. So that may be quite detailed analysis equipment or quite advanced manufacturing equipment, some of which may not be necessarily accessible to SMEs, particularly smaller businesses. So that's some of the work that we do in relatively broad terms. I'm also undertaking a project that is investigating the role of engineering graduates in SMEs and their relationship with innovation. And that's I'm doing that project in partnership with educational research, which is based in our Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences. We are also working on a project called Feeling a Seeing at the moment, which is aiming to use 3D printing to help increase accessibility to historical 2D artifacts for people with sight loss and sight impairment. So we're aiming to recreate paintings and pictures using 3D printing so that people can have a relief version of something that would traditionally be on the wall. So that's really exciting as well. That sounds like some very interesting work using technology there. Now to move into our first question, quite a broad question here. What scientific innovations that you've seen lately do you think businesses can utilise to help them become more competitive? So I think it's a great question and I think you wouldn't have to look too far or talk to too many people about that sort of thing before somebody's going to talk about AI. And I think that the kind of AI revolution that we're finding ourselves in at the moment is something that every business has the potential to benefit from regardless of the sector that they operate in. And I think there are certain scientific innovations that are particularly niche and certainly you know some businesses in certain sectors would have a very specific requirement but in terms of the ubiquitous application of ai technologies but not just that application but also the accessibility of those technologies for businesses mean that any sme that's overlooking ai i think they would be well-minded to go and see what they can benefit from that and you know that might be something as simple as being able to generate content for a regular blog and the technology can help that to be written. It can be written in various styles. It can be written for various demographics. And then of course, you've got the whole use of AI and data and how companies 
are collecting data, how they're storing data, but then how they are intelligently using all of that data as well. And I also think connected to that, there's terms now being used to describe what we might term as Internet of Things. And this is like the connected nature of hardware and software. And I think thirdly, we've certainly been championing this for, for a long time now, but the use of what we would call additive manufacturing or 3D printing. And a lot of companies that would generating products and generating concepts would benefit a lot from potentially having a, a 3D printer in-house. And of course, they've come down a lot in price over the last decade or so. So they can mean that they're quite accessible to a lot of SMEs. Yes, I think from looking at ChatGPT and things like that, it can be used very effectively as a drafting tool. Of course, people are worried about it potentially being used to plagiarise academic work, so you can get an AI to draft your coursework for you, for example. But I think if used correctly, it can be a very effective tool for drafting and planning work and writing copy for businesses. Would you concur with this? I, I would absolutely. And, and to the point you mentioned about academic plagiarism, there is a whole big movement with academic colleagues and teaching colleagues in universities all over the world at the moment, trying to wrestle with the implications of, of the accessibility of things like ChatGPT. Because as you've probably seen yourself, if you've used the platform, the content that it generates is really very eloquent to the point where in the past it would have been far more clunkier and you would have been able to identify that that wasn't written by an individual, but by a piece of code. But I think the way in which that accessibility has now brought it into the mainstream means that businesses can use it for generating copy. They can use it for everything from generating email correspondence right through to blog articles or whatever. And they can also use it to learn more about something. So using it as a learning tool as well. And certainly I think that the impacts of things like ChatGPT is phenomenal. So do you think there are some common mistakes that SMEs make when it comes to R&D and how can they rectify these errors? So I think that the first thing to probably say is that there's an awful lot of businesses out there and an awful lot of SMEs out there that are doing really, really great R&D. And it's a testament to not just their survival, but their growth, that they're able to resource such fantastic R&D activities within their businesses. Some people don't really refer to it as R&D either. And I think there's maybe an issue around labelling there. Sometimes what they may see as bread and butter, we're just doing our business, we're doing our daily running a business and we're helping people to solve problems. And then we're reflecting inwardly ourselves to solve our own problems. And they just go, well, that's part of running a business. But actually, that's innovation. And anything that's innovation could also, by extension, be research and development. So I think that it's always been generally pretty well publicised around this kind of notion of the innovation valley of death. And this point between the mid-range of the technology readiness levels where early design and proof of concept has been done, but then there's this hiatus really between those mid-range technology readiness levels where the product isn't yet getting on the shelves or being marketed and that those ideas can then fall into this valley of death and i think that that's certainly something that we see with some businesses with some essays and i think some SMEs have a possibly a, a tendency to maybe think that the r d or the new product development cycle 
is much shorter than what it actually turns out to be. And obviously it depends on the nature of the products you're developing, but some products obviously take years to develop and some can be done much quicker. That notion of the value of death can be particularly felt by smaller businesses. And then you asked about how to rectify, I think, as well. It probably doesn't come as any surprise to your listeners or to you to hear that I'm really passionate about partnership working, joint working and collaboration. And I think that SMEs that find themselves in that innovation valley of death would be really well positioned to reach out to people. And those people might be partners, they could be suppliers, they could be clients, or they could be universities. And that joint working can often help in a number of different ways. It can give a different angle, a different viewpoint, a different perspective on a particular problem, but it can also act as a resource as well. So I think that any company that finds themselves with R&D challenges would really benefit from collaborating more. Absolutely. Collaboration is a very worthwhile thing to do for SMEs. Moving on to engineering, do you think that the skills gap is a major barrier to innovation and how can businesses get the employees with the skills they need to grow? So I think that the skills agenda is a is a massive, massive one at the moment and it appears to be particularly nuanced in places like Cumbria because of the demographics of the county and the recruitment and retention of highly skilled people seems to be something that Cumbria does struggle with, particularly when there's other places in the UK that have a more vibrant city life and these sorts of things. So I've done a bit of work in this area, actually, and the skills areas that I've been asking SMEs about in particular are around the engineering graduates and what competencies they need. And the six areas that came back from that piece of work was firstly around communication and listening. And this was seen as being really very important for SMEs. And that's actually no surprise. I mean, that's probably something that is well documented. But beyond that was also empathy and emotional intelligence and really being able to understand and have an empathy towards not just other people's viewpoints, but also the building of relationships was seen as being really important. The third area is what I call experience, experience, experience. And it's the idea that it's important for businesses to have individuals that do have a degree of experience alongside knowledge. The fifth area was around project management and having the skills for individuals to be able to manage and control, plan and execute a project. And then the final area for engineers was manufacturing competence and that those skills were around getting things made, essentially. And that was really important to SMEs. So I think those six areas are the results of some work that I've done. I think one of the ways that you can address that is through degree apprenticeships, actually. And employers of a certain size pay an apprenticeship levy. And that goes to fund these fund apprenticeships and degree apprenticeships. And I think that the degree apprenticeships are a fantastic way of equipping individuals with the skills required for them to succeed in SMEs. Definitely. Degree apprenticeships are a very important aspect of our educational mix going forward. With your work with CUSP, what is the most rewarding aspect of seeing the assists we have done and implementing scientific knowledge in Cumbria? What I really like is seeing something that comes to life that might have started off as an idea, but through the joint working, it has come to life. And if we hadn't have worked together, if we hadn't have collaborated, 
that there would be a far higher likelihood that that project and that product wouldn't have been realized and so for me that's what i absolutely love seeing that you know those new products that come to fruition because of the way in which that partnership has been arranged and off the back of that i also like seeing when those cumbrian businesses shout about what they're doing and i think sometimes there is a degree of modesty in some business owners and it's not always that they are doing great things they are doing great things but it's sometimes that they don't shout enough about them so for me i love seeing that those successes being put out there to the world to say this is what we're doing in cumbria and it is really really fantastic and then the other part that i really like about the project and about working with cumbrian businesses is the variety of work that we do it's just incredible we work with so many different businesses doing so many different things that that variety is really special yeah I think sometimes it's not appreciated quite how innovative Cumbria can be at times, as I've seen attending networking events, a lot of very innovative, exciting companies in the county. Is that something you've spotted as well? Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, there is an awful lot of fantastic innovation happening in Cumbria, and you almost have to look for it to find it. But it is there and people are doing some amazing work. And as I mentioned before, it's a testament to not just the survival of those businesses, but the growth of them, that they are innovating and doing fantastic work. Of course, if you are an SME in Cumbria and are interested in joining the project, then please email us at cuspinquiries at lancaster.ac.uk. We'd be delighted to hear from you. Now that concludes this edition of the Cusp podcast. You have been listening to me, Thomas Walsh, and Chris Lambert. Thank you, Chris, for being our guest today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Tom. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you for the next one.